Hi, we're Tony and Brogan. We're a married couple in the Midwest. We're both about 30. <laughs> Was that too much information? Yes. Yeah, screw them. <laughs> and these are the hot topics. Hot topics! We're going to be covering uh, four news articles that are over the past, uh, about the past week. Mine's about two weeks ago, but mm-hmm. I think that it's pretty useful. Uh, we like to cover two that are uh, a little bit more fun at first, and then we'll cover the, the serious ones. Just kind of give our inputs on them and uh, just kind of, you know, see where the conversation goes. So I think that uh, without further ado... Well, and you have to tell the listeners that if they hear odd things in the background, it's our 90-pound silver lab. I don't have to tell them. They're just going to hear weird oh. things in the background. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready to rock, paper, scissors? Yeah, let's rock, paper, scissors. Okay. See what goes first. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. shoot. All right, I go first. Okay. So my topic, my fun topic for this week is, uh, it's, a, it's by NPR. Uh-huh. It's an article called The Mob Wife Aesthetic is In, but yeah. what about the vintage fur that comes with it? So the article, <laughs> okay, so, so I need to give some background to this because I, I went down a rabbit hole, okay? The Mob Wife Aesthetic is a thing on TikTok, okay? I'm aware. I didn't know this. Yeah. Apparently it's been around since October. Oh. Um, and the whole idea is... Uh, that you dress up like a 1970s, 1980s mob wife. No, 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 not 1970s, 1990s. It's like 1990s. Like, you want the you want the mob wife bob. Like, that is my okay. dream haircut. I mean, I'm kind of rocking it now. Okay. Minus the curls. And you want the, um, like, cherry red nails with, like, the almond shape, which, hello, I have pink nails. Have you been doing the mob shape. wife aesthetic behind my back? <laughs> and you want the gold, you want the gold earrings, you want okay. the gold jewelry, and you want the coffee. You want you want the nails, you want the ha- and you need the hand gestures. I'm sorry, keep going though. No, it's fine. I know nothing about the, uh, the mob wife aesthetic. I love the mob wife aesthetic so much. Why is it? Is just, is that just because it's popular or No, I love like I you wanna know a secret. What? Do you know Marvelous Miss Maisel? She has the mob wife aesthetic? No. I love... <laughs> she doesn't. She has the housewife slash comedian slash woman runs the world aesthetic. But I love... My favorite thing is... I loved the 1950s like housewife nails where it was like okay. the almond shape and they would have red nails and then they have, would have a fat ring... Did not think you were going to say ring. <laughs> they would have a fat ring, and they would have their hair so nice and, and like, up in that beehive hairstyle. Oh, yeah, I know the beehive. Okay. And then they had the pearls. I love that look. I love... It just, for me, I feel like it's, like, a clean look. It's a clean look. It's a clean look. So the mob look. wife aesthetic is a clean look, too? Mm-hmm. It is? Okay. Yeah. So um, the mob wife aesthetic has drawn a lot of controversy from a lot of people for apparently a lot of different reasons. Why? <laughs> Uh, well, in this article, yeah. it's very specifically about the vintage fur that you're supposed to wear. Because the, the idea is um, you grab old fur that's already been worn, worn, yeah. and that's, that's what you use instead of buying new fur. Um, in short, the, the idea is that uh, you're not supposed to, or you shouldn't be wearing any sort of fur um, because it promotes the idea that fur is cool and then promotes the fur trade, which I can understand that argument. Um, but then there's the, also the idea that um, all fur is inherently bad and you shouldn't wear any fur. Fur should be removed or you could use plastic. Fur. I was going to say, what about faux fur? Well, faux fur is an option, I'm sure. But also you have the other thing, 
and this is this is something that has always kind of kind of thrown a loop for me is oh I, I don't know this aesthetic it just seems like really out of touch because you like even if you're getting hey don't roll your eyes even if you're getting like the faux fur that's still gonna cost what a thousand bucks for a new coat oh my god what yeah no 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 go to forever 21 <laughs> they have they used to have faux fur okay. back in the day when you had like the the um shutter shades uh-huh i don't know what a shutter shade the is shut the sunglasses that kanye west Oh, like with the with the lines yeah, in them, so they're the not actually shades. sunglasses. Correct. Yeah, I wear those every day. No, you don't. Okay. Um, no, but you used to wear like you would wear fur and like a shirt and a little mini skirt, but it's faux fur. Well, go, go, why? Why is faux fur bad? Because it's it's plastic and it introduces more microplastics to the environment because uh-huh. it is a a it's plastic and it's going to wear out in two to three years. So why not instead get a, an actual fur piece that's going to last 20, 30, 40 years? Really? Yeah, I love animals. You love the animals. What if it's what if it's faux fur? That, and that's and that's where the argument is gets. Um, <sighs> let, let me let me read this. It says, "But that line gets blurry for vintage." But I see. I don't know. I don't know the answer. I was just talking to one of my friends about. I don't. I don't have the answers to the problems. Right? Maybe I do actually. What if we were mob wives? Right? Like in The Sopranos. But I mean, like the what? I'm listening. Okay, I watched The Sopranos for like three episodes, and then I couldn't get into. It. Yeah, it was about therapy, right? He did go to therapy. Yeah, yeah. it was very, it was very much about therapy. But what I'm trying to say was, I didn't even know it was she about the was mob. in like, like a regular schmegular outfit. Okay, but like she still looked clean. Yeah, but but what about the fur that comes with it? That's the whole. I'm saying question the we don't. Maybe we don't have to have the fur. Maybe the mob aesthetic is just the designer. Heels, designer bag, designer dress. So it's less about it's less about um, gold jewelry, that red lipstick, your Chanel shades. So it's just being rich. That's what the mob mob wife aesthetic is. Being rich or looking like you're, you are rich. I mean, I'm gonna be real honest with you. If you can afford all that stuff for an aesthetic that's been out for six months, you're rich. Um, that's but that's not true. I feel like I don't know. I feel like the I almost feel like the like the almond nails and like the bob hair. I feel like those are classics, and I know a lot of people are gonna be like, "No." I feel like it's gonna be like the French tip, which you do not know. But I, I feel love like it's gonna, French tips. I feel like it's gonna be the French. You think I don't tip. know what French tips? I know what you, you don't know. Think I don't know what French. Tips I know are. you know what they are, but I know that you don't know the controversy. Like millennium is man. No, what's the generation after Gen Z? Gen Z makes fun you're, of millennials. You're going to destroy us. You're going to destroy us in the no. comments. <laughs> Gen, Z, Gen Z makes fun of millennials because we used to do the square-shaped yeah. French tip. Yeah, that was hot. <laughs> <laughs> but And they now do, like, the Hailey Bieber, like, Hailey Bieber donut, whatever, nail. And so, but I feel like it's a... I feel like it's a classic. You feel like it's a classic. Yeah. No, okay. I can understand that.
So I feel like like that 1950s housewife to 1980s and 90s mob wife and that 2010 French tips. French tips. It's just a classic and French tips are okay. Gen Zers. Relax. You know, you're almost Gen Z. No, I'm not. I'm a millennial. Yeah, but you're almost Gen Z. No, I'm not. Yeah, you're a cusper, like me. No, you're the cusper. I am a cusper. I'm not. <laughs> I'm a cusper. Nobody can tell me what generation I'm in. And then I tell them that I was homeschooled, and they're like, so so no Pokemon? And I'm like, no Pokemon. How does schooling tie into what generation you are? Because it, generations are a shared experience. Like, you have shared experiences. I have, no, on TikTok, when I watch videos, I have more of a... Um, shared experience with millennials than I do Gen Zers. Yeah. But I also have a little bit because of my sister because we're eight yeah. years apart. Yeah. And I don't, I don't get either one of them. I'm just out of touch with everything. Even now. What does that mean? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Appreciate it. Okay. But um, so what is your, I guess what are your views on this? On the faux fur? On this hot topic mob wife faux fur. Um, yeah. So, so, so the idea is for me, I don't think there's anything wrong with vintage fur. Wait, time out. Before we continue this podcast, we have to... I Give want a word to, from our sponsor? I wish we had one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to preface this by saying these are our opinions. We do not say that these are facts. We do not say that you have to think the way we think. These We're are about our, 10 minutes of this. <laughs> I know, but these are our opinions. And, and you the can, opinions of Northrop Grumman. I have no idea what we're talking Northrop about. Northrop Grumman is a, is a military okay. contractor. All right. Um, but these are just our opinions. You can take them or leave them. And if you don't like them, that's okay. You don't have to agree with us. Anyway, continue. Are we not going to do ads for... I wish we did. <laughs> I would love Bubbly to sponsor me, us. You know what? They can just pay us in cans. No, um, I want money. I want, I'm getting, yeah, but I'm getting faux fur. I'd rather get... I want, I need money. I'd I'm rather getting get a faux thousand fur. cans of Bubbly than a thousand cans of, of uh, than a thousand dollars. Okay. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my opinion of faux fur is like, just, it's whatever. Um, we can say uh, don't wear it because it increases the demand for fur. And yeah, well, that may be true. Um, the demand for fur has never stayed high since the invitation, since like faux fur came around and other alternatives. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, the fur industry is horrific. Fur typically comes from one of two areas in the world. I do want to say I don't want to hear about how we get fur, how we get fur, because I don't want to think about it. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to go into details. Okay. They're either farmed in places like Russia and China under um, pretty bad conditions. Yeah. Pretty bad conditions. Yeah. Or um, it's acquired uh, in North America, typically through hunters and trappers. So, like, if you buy a um, like a winter jacket. Yeah. From uh, give me give me a place North Face yeah. and it has that fur around the front. Mm-hmm. That's typically real fur. Typically coyote fur. Really, I thought it was faux. No, it's typically real fur, and the reason for that is because that's that's pretty much the only clothing industry that still uses fur is is winter clothing, and only in specific instances. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of fur in Antarctica mm-hmm. because it's so warm. Yeah. Um, but I don't I don't think there's a problem with faux fur. Don't buy new fur. Um, Try to limit that as much as you can. Some people are still going to do it. Um, but if there's something out there that is reasonably priced, that has been used for decades, and is still going to be used, and then you're going to give it back, and then that just means we don't have to make another 20 or 30 faux fur jackets because yeah. they have a not great shelf life. Mm-hmm. And then this stuff doesn't end up in the landfill. So it's one of those more sustainable ways of quote-unquote fast fashion. 
You love you love real fur. No, I love your opinion. That's that's that my you, opinion on it. Yeah. So is it my turn now? Yeah, we can go over we can go over yours okay. story. So my fun story is the real life Golden Girls. Four high school friends lived together in their eighties, and I love the story because I would love to do with some of my so it's four women joan harris elise webb sylvia crane and mary grace uh, tessoni sony um that's one yeah they all live in california and they are living together like the golden girls and how fun would that be to live with your best friend? yeah but like older like you are like you've lived your life you've raised your children right yeah and so your spouse your spouse has passed away. Yeah. And you get to live, like, you've done all the things. You know what I mean? So now yeah. you just want to chill. Yeah. You want to hang out with your you want your baddies. You want to sip mimosas. I don't think they sip mimosas at 80. You, okay, my great aunt, I won't say her name because I don't know if she wants me to say her name, but my great aunt, she literally, she drinks, she drinks all the yummy, she's champagne, wine, she would have a mimosa. She'd have a mimosa? Yeah, okay. she would. All right, okay. The queen had, do you know the queen, Queen Elizabeth, drank breakfast, lunch? Yeah, but all And like, she lived to be what? She's like 47. 90-some years old. Yeah, but all like the famous British people, all are known for just being like hardcore drinks. You know Winston Churchill would have like okay, 20 drinks a day? We're going off topic. Okay, anyway. anyway. So, but I think this is a really beautiful story because, in my opinion, I have some of the greatest... Friends. I have one friend. <laughs> that sounds sad. I have <laughs> one really, really good friend from high school. And she's been through literally everything. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I'm a type of person, my favorite, like, I love my friends so much, but my favorite friends are my favorite. Some, some of my friends might listen to this, but my favorite type of friendship, I'll say that, is um, because we get busy and we have things pop up in our lives. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's really, really hard to stay connected. And But I love that friend that you can go months without talking. And then you just send that, hey, hey, girl. Mm-hmm. And I like that with my mom. I know. <laughs> and you, like, pick up where you left off. Like, and but it's like no time has passed. And I love those. Those friendships are really special to me. But I love this story because... I think friendships are so important. Mm-hmm. And there's people in my life who are my bestest friends and who, like, my mom has just adopted. And they're like, they're my children now, too. And they'll come to holidays with us. Mm-hmm. They'll go on vacation with us. Like, I I love that. I love friendship. And I think that is so important. And this story just really warmed my heart because these women have stuck by each other's side, have gone through everything, raising kids, spouses passing away and they just were like you know what we're gonna do it we're gonna we're just gonna live together we're gonna live together look at that look they have a picture of them in high school i just love that i really do yeah i think not enough i think a lot of people don't have enough friendships these days and don't have a lot of good ones i mean i think people i don't i don't i don't we're supposed to be that the loneliest we've ever been since we've been tracking it i don't believe that not a lot of people have friends i don't believe that i'm not saying that not a lot of people have french don't have friendships i'm saying that there are, there's a lot less friendship. I close friendship. I don't know if I, okay. Just because there might be, I, I, I think that 
I think that there's, it's definitely different than because of technology. I think it's different to, like, so back when my grandparents were our age, you didn't know what was happening in your friend from high schools if you moved away. If you moved out of your your hometown, you didn't know what was happening in your best friend's life unless you wrote her or called her. But now you have Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, any, anything, texting, FaceTime. So you can, like, instead of writing and calling, you can just scroll on Facebook and be like, oh, Emma had a baby. Emma got married. So you don't have to check in. But back when my grandparents were our age, you had to check in because you had no idea what was going on. I would disagree. <gasps> I would disagree. That's Because so what you wrong. just described is, oh, Emma got married. Emma had a baby. Is no different, in my opinion, than when you would call around people like that you knew, and then they'd be like, "Oh, did you hear that Emma, Emma had, had a baby?" baby. <laughs> I guess that's my opinion. Thank on that. you, thank you. I was there. I was over here, like I'm right, you're wrong. I'm always right. You know that. That's, but I think that I don't know. I just really love that story because to me, friendship is super, super important mm-hmm. to me. That dynamics, but. Um, I mean, like, given the strength and length of their friendship, Harris Crane, how do you say her last name? Tess- Tessawani. And Webb, class of 1955, could easily end up living together for many more years to come. Okay, that last line there is a little bit of a line. Um, Bro, yeah. <laughs> how long were the Golden Girls on? <laughs> okay, but they were supposed to be in their 50s. Like, the, I know. No, they weren't. No, my mom, if she listens to this, my what, mom. Golden yes, girls. Yes, Google it right now. My mom is in, she is 58, and my mom looks fantastic. Nothing, nothing close to what the Golden Girls look like. Not saying that they weren't beautiful, but they look like they were supposed to be 60s, 70s. I told you. The main characters in The Golden Girls include Dorothy, Sophia, Rose, and Blanche. Range in age from late 40s to late 80s. I told you. My mom looks smoking. Okay, hold on. Oh, my gosh. Hold on. Um, Mm -hmm. So it says Dorothy was 55, Rose was 55, Blanche was 53, Sophia was 80. So, no, buddy. I'm telling you. They were in their mid-50s except for Sophia. You know, look at that. Look at, okay, picture my mom. I don't want to live with three other people when I'm 55. (laughs) That's different. That's, I would not either. But see, okay, look look at, um, look at Dorothy. I have no idea who Dorothy is. That one right there. That doesn't help. Um, (laughs) Whatever, whatever, pick just on the right, left, middle. Look at Dorothy. Okay, I see Dorothy. Yes. Picture my mom and her sitting next to her. God, Dorothy looks like she's in her 80s. Dorothy, you'd be like, Dorothy's her mom. Or her grandma. Like, you would be like. Sophia looks. Sophia, yeah, but you want to know something? She wasn't actually 80. Oh, okay. She wasn't. I don't know how old she was, but... Okay. But yeah, that was my happy story. I love the thought of getting old and... Hanging out with your buddies. And hanging out with my buddies and living together. That's not not the worst way to go. No, and I also think that it's awesome that, like, your kids, like, we're going to go over to grandma's house and you have three extra grandmas? Yeah, two Christmases. No, well, it'd be like three Christmases. Well, I mean. Because you know those old ladies would fall in love with you. Oh, that's true. And they would be like, well, we have to get little Jimmy something. And Jimmy, little Jimmy would get like, can you imagine the birthday money? Oh, God, the birthday money. You could be, you'd probably be a billionaire before. I'd still be getting birthday money if I had three old ladies in their 80s. You, 
honestly, you probably would be a billionaire before you graduate high school. Because they gave me so much birthday money or yeah. because they left me in the wills? Oh my God, they might do that too. You don't know. What if your mom, so what if your mom had a friend that had no are kids? We, are we killing the Golden Girls? <laughs> They're already dead. Oh no. <laughs> All of them. That's so sad. But like, you don't, I think this is a great idea. And I will be asking my friends where, what house I think we should go. Drive around Sheridan Boulevard and pick. Who are we killing? I missed that no part. No one is killing okay. anybody. Okay. Golden Girls. Okay, let's go to the serious <laughs> topics. <laughs> you want to go or me? I'll go first because I won the rock, paper, scissors. That's true. That's true. So uh, it was between it was between two of them. The first one was a dude that climbed up the um, that big round thing in, in Vegas. Oh, the sphere? Yeah, a guy climbed up the sphere, but we're not going to go on about him. I didn't know. he. I didn't hear about that. Anyway, go ahead. Um, uh, this is from... Um, the Kansas City affiliate to NPR. Okay. And it is Monarch Butterflies just took a big hit. Midwesterners may see few of them this year. Oh, no. This is really important. Yeah, it is. And I think this is, like, at its base level, like, I think some people might go, like, what's the big deal? They're just butterflies. But you, you, I think it's really important to understand, like, the history of this sort of stuff is that this is one of those big programs that always, always, always has gotten so much interest in citizen science where it's just regular people doing science like learning about the world and like trying to to do really cool things but but the the monarch butterflies themselves um just i'm just to make this super quick no go ahead so monarch butterflies have a very unique life cycle um they start their lives they, they start the cycle um uh in mexico all right. There's a very specific site. It's a UNESCO World Heritage Site. Um, and what, what they do is all the monarch butterflies go down there every year and, and they have like just all kinds of sex. Um, and they stay there during the winter, right? It's the same spot every year. I want to do that with my, my friends, the Golden Girls. We're going to go gonna, down to Mexico and have a bunch of sex. We're going to be snowbirds. So in, <laughs> <laughs> so in the wintertime, we're going to go down to Florida, have a bunch of sex. You and can then call you. Do you call yourselves a monarch because you're a bunch of queens? <gasps> yes! Oh my god! Where's my t-shirt idealist? <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. You're fine. So um, it's a it's a, it's this very specific site in Mexico. They just found it. They found it out. I think maybe about a hundred years ago or mm-hmm. so. But the way they found it out is like one person was like, "Hey, I want funding to like follow butterflies," and then all the colleges were like, "That's really stupid." Um, so what they did instead was they got all of these people from all over the United States to track these butterflies. And then they like would tag the butterflies. I don't know how they, I don't know how they would tag the butterflies, but then they would follow the butterfly serial numbers as they made their way down south to this spot in Mexico where they all eventually landed. Um, it was like thousands and thousands of people were involved in the huge project. Um, and it, it's still one of the largest citizen scientist programs there are in the United States when it comes to, um, like, history, and, or not history, it comes to, like, the environment and, and that sort of stuff. But, um, so they start off in Mexico, and then over two generations, they got to go back up to Canada over the summer, mm-hmm. spring and summer, mm-hmm. until they finally get back to Canada. And then that third generation... Um, because those those two generations they die over a period of like two to three months. That third generation that's born yeah. then takes an eight month journey all the way back down to Mexico. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what's about to happen. Um, so like really the the big idea now is 
what should we do? Should we like give these federal protection? Should these be put on an endangered species list? Um, are they going to, you know, kick back at all? Um, and the big problem is that with climate change, the area that they roost in is getting smaller and smaller. And the areas that they travel along, like normal plants that they eat, are getting, there's fewer and fewer of them, right? Mm-hmm. So like one of the big things is like milkweed. Like that's one of their main. You wanted to plant that last year. I did want to plant that last yeah. year. Um, it's like one of their big things that they eat, but because of like things getting hotter and everything, um, you know, it's a lot of it's dying faster. So it's kind of, kind of sucky, but. That is sucky because one, monarch butterflies are. Pretty. Beautiful. And I mean, look at that picture. That is breathtaking. I, you know, how, how long have people been shouting that like we need to do something about climate change? Yeah. It gets a little, like, it gets a little uh, defeating sometimes when you hear stories like this because, like, how sad that, like, our, like, our children's children might not know a monarch butterfly. Yeah, they could be, like, uh, passenger pigeons. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, all sorts of different things that just over the years have gone. Have gone. Yeah, like, that, to me, that's sad that, like, my, like, grandchildren may not know what a monarch butterfly looks like. Yeah. Um... Like, what do you, what do you think? This, what do I think the solution is? Like, yeah, for, like, for this specific, like, do we put them on an endangered species list? I mean, I think that's one thing that we can do, but I, I think that, I think the big problem is that anytime something crops up like this, that you see it get big on the news, is that something, it, it, it's a symptom of a larger problem, and it's mm-hmm. more of like, it's the bell being hit that's like, hey... You know, this is the first big thing that, like, we're able to view. Like, if, if, if you look at monarch butterflies, I mean, it's just one species among thousands upon thousands. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're not going to be the only ones affected this way. Correct. Correct. And it's really screwing with things like biodiversity, which, you know, doesn't seem that important maybe on its head. But you have all these different animals that are filling all these different ecological niches. And when they don't fill that, um, bad things happen. Things start to break down, plants die, species go extinct, um, or you wind up in a bizarre situation where the natural barriers that existed in this area no longer do. So you might see things like erosion. Like one of the big things that you see in here in the Midwest is um, I don't you've heard you've heard of the Dust Bowl. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The Dust Bowl happened because they stopped planting native grass. You did you just ask a Nebraskan? Do you know about the Dust Bowl? Yeah, I did because I'm 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 stupid. <laughs> of course, I know about the Dust Bowl, but I really do though. No, oh, no, I I believe you. But it's it's one of those things of like, um, you remove all these things, you remove species and species, and then eventually you remove too much, and bad things happen as a result. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think that I don't think if monarch butterflies go away, then like. We're going to have massive ecological changes. Right. We're not going to have a butterfly effect. Yeah, that was a really bad point. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's it's something that just kind of shows a larger problem. And I, I don't think that there's going to be a solution that, you know, normal people might be able to, to answer. There's things we can do to help. And they actually pointed out one of them is planting milkweed. Um, uh, planting late bloom flowers. So that way, especially as they go further south, they still have access to that sort of stuff. Um, and then it says debates about helping butterflies. I'm not, I'm not really sure what, what we can do. Yeah. 
about having debates about butterflies. I don't think there's a lot of debate going on. But from one monarch to another, let's talk about King, talk about butterflies. King Charles oh, III. Oh, no. How smooth was that? Oh, no. Transition, though. Okay, let's talk about King Charles III. All right, III. so King Charles has been diagnosed with cancer. Cool. They are Not cool. No, yeah. Um, they are... Side note, Tony was diagnosed with cancer. Not, I'm not giggling. But Tony was diagnosed. No, no, because Tony was diagnosed with cancer last summer. And when we got the diagnosis, Tony said, cool. And the doctor goes, not cool. And uh, I just said, King Charles has cancer. And he goes, cool. Not, not, not cool. Like, (laughs) it was like trauma from when you found out. Anyway, so King Charles has cancer. Um, The king has spoken publicly. This is the first statement he's got given on his cancer diagnosis for the first time. And William remains upset with Harry, apparently. Which, I mean, I get, right? Okay, yeah. so here's, here's my thing. It's I mean, no, 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 no. I get why William's upset with Harry. I think it's not correct, but it's also not my family. I'm just getting bits and bits of what's really going on. You know what I mean? So I, he's upset because he thought he would have a buddy to go through all this. Yeah, I get it. But anyway, back to King. Um, Charles expressed his most um, heartfelt thanks to the nation for their many messages of support and good wishes. Um, He's being treated for an undisclosed form of cancer. I believe it is prostate cancer because he just got a, he had to stay at the hospital because he, I don't know if it was a prostate exam or something, but he had, he stayed at the hospital because uh, Princess Catherine also stayed. I don't know who Catherine is. Kate Middles. Oh, okay. Princess Catherine stayed at the hospital because she had a stomach surgery, and she was in the hospital for 14, and he was in the hospital and I'm for something with his prostate. And I, so I'm just trying to piece together what the media gave me. Um, I I'm brought this up because a lot of people are making fun of the fact that he has been in this position for i believe 17 months and he's been waiting his whole life to sit on the throne and but i think people don't realize that i don't think anybody really wants to be king or queen the royal family sounds noble really it does like it sounds fun i remember when william and kate were getting married and i was like ah I want to be Kate. I want to get married. I want to be a princess. Oh, fun. I want a big wedding and a carriage. It sounds awful. On their honeymoon, they got pictures of Kate sunbathing with her top off. But she thought she was in a private disclosed location. And it turns out they hunted them down. So it's cancer. Ah! (laughs) You're going off top. You and my mom are so mean to me. Anyway. You told me I was going off top. I know. I know. Anyway. So um, I brought it up, though, because... A lot of people are making fun of his cancer diagnosis and they, a lot of people are saying that like he deserves this because of how he treated Diana. Oh, that's some bullshit. Now, listen, I think what he, he did is wrong. I think that don't cheat on your wife. Um, I think there was a lot, Princess Diana had a lot of mental health issues that were highly ignored by the Royal family. Um, I mean, if you read or listen to Prince Harry's book, it goes into more detail. But um, I think that, you know, he doesn't deserve to have cancer. I don't think anybody deserves to have cancer. Not for that. I think that 
not for anything. Like, I, I just think it's, that's sad. Like, it's, it is, for what we just went through, uh, it is a hard. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. And, like. Especially at, at his age. Well, but it doesn't even, it doesn't matter if you have money. It doesn't, like, cancer doesn't discriminate. You could be a king of a country and you, you're still going to get cancer. Like, but the treatments aren't any less painful or hard. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's the same treatment. It's the same treatment, even if you're the king of England. Like, I just, I don't know. I didn't, I was reading some of the comments on the story, and it really bothered me because I was just like, it, why, like, people make mistakes in life. And yeah, he made a mistake. He cheated on his wife. He ignored her quite. I mean, I am a big, you know me, I'm a big royal family, big. Stan. Stan, I'm a big Princess Diana. Love her. I have, what are those called? You have the Funko Pops. Funko Pops of the royal family. And you very specifically do not have one of Charles. I do have one of Charles. I'm pretty sure. Um, But I have him not near anybody. I'm pretty sure I do. Like, I don't, he's not my favorite of what I know of him. I don't really like him. But I don't wish him to have and I hope that it's not prostate. And I hope that this is something that he can overcome. And I hope that, um, I mean, their family has gone through a lot of loss. The boys lost their mom, um, their grandpa, and now the queen, who, if you read in the book, that um, Harry was close to the queen. Like, this, these deaths are hard. I mean, they're a family. Yeah. It's, they're it's hard family. on these people. He, it's his dad. Even though he doesn't see eye to eye with his dad, it's still his dad. Yeah. So, like... I don't know. It's I feel like people forget that there are still people. real people, and these, yeah. this is real pain. I also think I think it's a lot easier to distance them yourself, not only because it's online, but also because like it's so. I mean, it's the royal family. It, yeah. it would be like talking about the president. Like you're, it's just yeah. so it's so unrelatable, right? To 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 an extreme point that it's like not only do these people have like TV shows made about their lives. Yeah, the crown. The crown. Do you know? Sorry, I know you. Okay, go. No, you finish, and then let me. I was gonna say, um, not only do they have like stories made about their lives, they are their caricature. Yeah, their caricatures mm-hmm. that are pulled up like every friggin' year. Hallmark comes out with a new The Prince and I movie. Yeah, that's true. And it's always, always, always based upon they, the right, British yeah. royal family. Yep. Even if they're in like. Wait, well, no, no, no. Oh, what? What's the one where it's it's uh, yeah. friggin' Vanessa Hudgens? Oh, the the princess switch. Yes. Didn't they make like three sequels they to did. that? Three of them. Good for Vanessa. But then they also did one where it's like the prince. It's like the prince. It's on Netflix. It was like the she's a journalist and she went over to the country and it was like the prince and the son and now it was the prince and the wedding and they got married on Christmas and then it was the prince the royal baby and she had oh, a baby yeah, on Christmas. I remember that one too. Yeah. Didn't they also do one where it was um, it was called like Red, White, and Blue or something? And it was the 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 president's son gets married to the Prince of England. No, I have no idea. I don't yeah, know about was, that one. People were all upset about it because no. it, it had a gay it was a gay Hallmark cast. Oh, of course. Um, but yeah, I wanted just to bring that up because I I feel like that's something. It sucks. Yeah, I mean, I've had, my grandpa's died of. Uh, glioblastoma, which is cancer of the brain, and then you went through your cancer treatment, and it's not something I wish upon anybody. It is one of the roughest 
Uh, and I'm sure a lot of people listening can relate because it's... It's not uncommon. No. And it's it's an awful, awful thing for families to go. So, um, yeah. I just... Yeah. That's a bit... It was a big news story because we might be Have having a... New king. New king. Pretty quickly. Hopefully not. I mean, I don't... I'm not against Prince William becoming King William. I'm just saying. Yeah, he just needs to grow the hair out. Stop. Oh, my God. Please stop. What I was going to say, by the way, was Prince Harry was on... Ellen. No. What's the... No, the late night... Late night with Stephen Colbert? Oh, yeah, Stephen Colbert. And he asked Prince Harry if he watches the, The Crown... And he goes, yeah, I have. That's pretty bizarre. And he goes, do you uh, fact check? And then Prince Harry like acted like he was like writing stuff down. And he's like, <laughs> I do actually. <laughs> he really does. He fact checks if the crown is right. And I want to sit down with Prince Harry and say, is the crown accurate? See, I'm surprised he doesn't just say that then. I need to know if the crown is accurate. Or I, not. Wish, I wish I could just be that kind of a Yeah, but you know what? I will say... Prince Harry, I feel, because it's my opinion, that I feel that Prince Harry does try to protect his family because he's never said once who at, who who brought up the concern of his children's skin being. See, here's the thing. I believe that if he starts talking, he's going to find him. No. Somebody's going to find him. Somebody's going to find him. Stop. That's my concern. You were going to make a Princess Diana joke? And I, I wasn't going to make a Princess Diana okay. joke. Okay. I was going to say he was going to fall out of a window or something. That's what happens in Russia. I was not going to make a princess die. Okay. All right. I can't even think of a good one. No, we're not even going to do that. We're not (laughs) going to do that. Thank you guys for listening. We promise we will get better at this as time goes on. I apologize. Anyway. If you you made it this far, thank you for listening. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get better at this as time goes on. You're such a dick. (laughs) We're going to go out to eat. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.